Four is here. Previously on the Woody and Wilcox Show. I love this time of year. There's so many great traditions, and one of them seems to be government-related. This is the time of year where certain laws are about to come off the books, and certain new laws uh, theoretically either replace them or come on the books for the first time. I actually have a quiz of some of the laws that people wanted to remove from the uh, from the legislature and the uh, the rule book there in different states, but failed this year. And all of these are sex related rules. I've developed a little quiz. You're saying like, rules, but you mean laws? Yeah. Sex laws, like Beck would say. Okay. In that famous song called Sex Laws. Okay. I'm going to try and quiz you on this. I'm going to try and figure this out. Okay. All right. I'm ready whenever you are. It's, a, it's more of a fill-in-the-blank type of thing. Okay. Okay. First one's super easy. Moose are not allowed to blank on the city streets. But you said it's sex-related? It is. Okay. Moose are not allowed to mate on the city streets. Check out the big brain on Chelsea. In Alaska, moose are not allowed to have sex on city streets. All right. Well, you're warming us up because yeah. that you, seems like an obvious one. Now, that's, contr- just, that's just with other moose or people or both. We don't know. I'm Is, sorry. Bull. Nah, it doesn't Bull. say. You can't. I don't know how you notify the moose of that. How do you okay. control a moose? Like, don't they just do their own thing? Very carefully. Yes. Okay, are these all animal sex related? Or No. Okay. But the next one is, so thank you for leading me into that. In California... Blank are not allowed to have sex without a permit. Dolphins. Dolphins is incorrect. So are you saying this is animal related or not? It is, yes. Dogs. Can't give it to you. Cats and dogs are not allowed to have sex without a permit. With each other? Doesn't say. That's just the that's the law on the books. These are real laws on the books that people are trying to get rid of or just some funny website. And you, you said unsuccessfully? So, in other words, somebody argued that that should remain on the books? That, sadly, yes. Somebody argues, like, look, we need these laws in place. In the great state of Iowa, a married man is not allowed to what while lying in bed with his wife while holding or while holding her in his arms? Think is, of another woman. Is not allowed to blank. While lying with his wife in bed or holding her in his arms. Make references to the TV show Becker. <laughs> watch sports. He's not allowed to watch sports while lying in bed with his wife. Right. No. He's not allowed to take more than three gulps of beer or he's breaking the law in the state of Iowa. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. In Minnesota, a man is not allowed to make love to his wife if he has done what just prior to the lovemaking session? Eating fish. Smuggled uh, $200,000 worth of gold in his rectum. Chelsea is right. In Minnesota, it is illegal to make love to your wife with the smell of garlic, onions, or sardines on your breath. Nope. Yes. Not buying it. I was thinking more the hands, but yeah. If his wife requests, the law requires the man to brush his teeth. Fish don't have hands, Chelsea. <laughs> Again, the- if you're just joining us, apparently. <laughs> these are real sex these laws. These are legitimate laws on the books that will not come off the books at the end of this year, even though somebody thought they should. In Montana, 
a woman cannot dance on a table in a saloon or bar unless she is what? Drunk. <laughs> Hot. Sadly, neither of those. Bearded. Wearing, wearing <laughs> Bearded. No. Barefoot. Name no. Steve. No. Well, has a partner. In Montana, a woman cannot dance on a table in a saloon or bar unless she has on at least three pounds, two ounces of clothing. <laughs> measured in weight? <laughs> yes. Her clothing is measured in weight. Yes. So it could just be a really heavy pair of underwear. <laughs> I got that clean. <laughs> Why would you ever do that? I don't know, but I'm sure I will. A really heavy pair of underwear. Right. Or just clogs. I don't know if shoes count. In the great state of Kentucky, females are not allowed to blank on a highway unless you're escorted by at least two officers or she is armed with a club. <laughs> P. You're not allowed to pee on the highway, Chelsea. Drive. Drive. Come on. These are no people. No, you're not allowed to wear a bathing suit on the highway, ladies, in Kentucky, unless you are escorted by at least two officers or you are armed with a club. I feel like I've been naked on the highway in Kentucky. Is that okay? As long as your bluegrass isn't showing. (laughs) That's geography humor right there, my uh, okay. friend. See, because it's the bluegrass I'm a, state. Okay. I'm going to allow that. Oh, that's music. comedy. All right. <laughs> that's hilarious. All right, that's all I had. Sadly, these sex laws still in effect. Please clap. You got some loose time, maybe contact your congressman. And if anybody from Montana can tell me why you measure your clothing in weight, <laughs> or if you have a really heavy pair of underwear. <laughs> got your heavy pants on, because you're going to be doing some dancing tonight, girl. The following program is for entertainment purposes only. Really? That's amazing. It's the Woody and Wilcox Show. They simply couldn't imagine being without each other with Woody. Ah, what the hell is the matter with you? And Wilcox. Oh, brother, this guy stinks! This is Woody and Wilcox Show. This is insanity! The Woody and Wilcox Show. This is like, you know, when you're getting your legs waxed and they whip that thing off real fast. (laughs) That's what this is like. And now, it's the Woody and Wilcox Show. I've been through this a million times in all my years in the theater. Take a deep breath. Blow it out. Let's just do a good show, okay? Everybody do a good show. All right, let's see how the voice sounds. It's not as bad as it was. It's gotten a lot better over the weekend, I feel like, right? Chelsea? Sounds a little bit back to normal. (laughs) What about Chelsea? All right, let's see. Chelsea? Uh, I think my voice is okay. My whole family was sick over the weekend at different times. It was really fun. Which I kind still of feel what, not what, what, great. What kind of sick are we talking about? Um, Dylan, front, front butt or back butt? <laughs> Dylan, uh, projectile vomit. Front butt and back butt. Wow. Um, Scott, I think a little bit of front butt and back butt. But um, mine is like fever, aches, pains, things like that. Sweet. Good times. Yeah, it is yeah. fun. Party at my house. What are you? I blame you. I feel great. <laughs> Thanks. You don't look great, but. No, I never do, though. That's why I'm on the radio. That's a good point. Yeah. Fantastic. <clears throat> Are you going to make it through today? That's the question for both of you. For how many of us? Both. <laughs> no. That's I don't not really right have either. a choice. I just, you know, suit up and show up. Hmm. Unless I'm on a bathroom floor, here I will be. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Something like that. I'm not sure what that means. That's but that's uh, what's I on the like there's oh, yeah. mission statement outside the studio. Something about you on a bathroom floor. Oh, oh, oh. You know, you know when you're oh. you're so sick, you just have to lie down on the cool, dirty bathroom floor. Mm. Woody's been there. Yeah, the time you ate that chicken wing. <laughs> it was a wing and a half. Sorry. <laughs> and how many did you eat? I, I didn't eat any. Yes. I'm, not an, I'm not an idiot. Yeah, we've all been there, though. So hopefully we'll just you get, just go easy on me today, okay? Mm. Okay. Um, well, lots to get to uh, on the show today. I've been informed, uh, for better or for worse, that there will be a Woody game on the show today. Big day in America. Ugh. So, Chelsea, I'm sure that's going to make you feel a little bit better mm. as you move through your, uh, move through your day. Uh, also, and this is... Uh, <laughs> This is going to be interesting. An old, old friend of the uh, Woody and Wilcox show, those that have been listening to this show for pushing seven, eight, nine, ten years, uh, may remember a dude by the name of Scott Elness. Mm. Uh, Elness is going to join us on the show today. And for somebody who has no idea what I'm talking about, maybe this will make it a little bit more interesting for you. He was a guy that did the weather on the TV news in Anchorage and now uh, has a website based on weed as in marijuana, and a fascinating one at that. So I wanted to touch base with him today, and so we're going to do that a little later on in the show today as well. Also, our buddy Justin Kutcher from uh, Fox Sports was nice enough to work a Woody and Wilcox phrase into a nationally televised college football game over the weekend. If you didn't happen to catch that, We'll dig into that a little bit. Matter of fact, I think we can dig into that coming up in the uh, chat, which we'll hit for you coming up next. The Woody and Wilcox Show. And now it's time for the chat report. Stuff happening around the globe. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, the, the G is silent. Beep, 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 beep. On the Woody and Wilcox Show. And by the way, I know we've got a lot of fans listening, uh, fans, uh, listeners who are fans of the uh, Seattle Seahawks. And so I'm sure you're uh, ecstatic this morning with the uh, massive win because the previous week, the Seahawks had looked very vulnerable against Tampa and scoring five points and so forth. Right. So the 40-7 to victory last night over the Panthers, I'm sure, was a, uh, was a welcome change for you. As uh, Panther fans look at it, it's, uh, if not the nail in the coffin, you're kidding yourself. I mean, technically, mathematically speaking, I guess they still (laughs) have a shot at the playoffs. But but... so much has to happen, right? Their destiny is no longer in their hands and hasn't been for weeks. At least yesterday, for those who didn't have a team that won, uh, you got to see two games where there was snow. And that's always fun, isn't it? When you flip through the channels and you see a game on and you go, hey, it's snowing somewhere. That mm-hmm. seems fun in the NFL. You see the dude who got fined for making a snow angel on the field? Wait, wait. There was, it, was, it was snowing in the, in the Packer game yeah. and it was snowing in the Bears game. And you know that they're very, very strict now with the way they handle celebration and things of that nature in the NFL. Well, I saw the guy score for Green Bay, and he did a snow angel. He was fined for that? No, that guy wasn't fined. The guy for the Bears was fined. Two guys yesterday did snow angels. And apparently, here's the distinction. The guy that you're talking about scored and was on the ground. And while he was already on the ground, he just did a snow angel and got up. That's fine. The other guy went to the ground, did a snow angel, and got up. And they're like, no, 
That's excessive celebration. It's good to see that NFL is focused on what really matters. <laughs> well, yeah. isn't, isn't that what matters? It's not what matters? Uh, tonight, by the way, the Jets and the Colts go at it on uh, on Monday Night Football. Speaking of TV, by the way, and thank God they finally figured out how to do this tonight. I don't know if you I'm sure you're aware of this. Tonight, they televised the National Christmas Tree Lighting. This is where they light the Christmas tree there in uh, our nation's capital. It's, it's like, the nation's Christmas tree. It's a two-hour show dedicated to somebody flipping a switch. Right. But tonight is also the Victoria's Secret fashion show. Uh-huh. And so finally they've realized do not show those at the same time. Because there are so many people who are going to watch both. Not both, but both. And now they've staggered them. So that we can watch our national Christmas tree be lighted and then watch women in underwear. And I think nothing says happy holidays. That's right. right. I feel like maybe in years past they had run them simultaneously. And think of all the people who thought, well, my God, of course I'm going to watch two hours of lighting a tree. But how am I going to get my women parading up and down the catwalk in underwear? Well, the drama. Now you don't have to figure that out. 8 o'clock on the Hallmark Channel, the Christmas tree lighting, mm. and then 10 o'clock on CBS is the fashion show. <laughs> do I get the Hallmark Channel? <laughs> I don't know. Do you? I can't, I can't you answer do. that for you, <laughs> well, I don't think. Somebody's got to come over and point it out. That's got to be deep cable. I uh, Well, I you know, it's there nonetheless. The I, drama of that show is so gripping. Will the tree light or won't it? Oh, right. Similar. Why? Why don't we televise the uh, turkey pardoning? I feel like they're on the same. I think that is on C-SPAN. <laughs> is it? I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, I feel like those are two sort of national things that ought to be. I don't know what. I'm sure they have like dancing and singing or something for the Christmas tree. They may not have that for the turkey party. <laughs> they ought to. It would be fun. Yeah, I don't know what they do during the Christmas tree lighting. I guess we'll find out tonight, or will we? Um, By the way, speaking of TV, I wanted to point this out. You ought to be checking out Seth Meyers' show tonight. Not just because uh, Kate McKinnon is on. She's very funny from SNL and so forth. But also tonight on Seth Meyers' show, Benjamin Bratt will be on. Mm -hmm. That Benjamin? And I feel like we don't get to see Benjamin Bratt enough. Am I right, Mark Curry? And now, comedian Mark Curry from the show Hanging with Mr. Cooper tries to say the name Benjamin Bratt. Benjamin. Benjamin Bratt? Benjamin Bat. Yeah, him. That dude. Benjamin Button? Yeah, Benjamin Bratt. Benjamin Bratt. Yeah, Benjamin Fat. Benjamin Bat. Yeah. Benjamin Bratt. There you go. It's Mark Curry from Hanging with Mr. Cooper trying to say the name Benjamin Bratt. There you go. There you go. (laughs) For everybody who always says, what is that? Is that, why did you fake that? No, no, that's not. Mm-mm. When we had Mark Curry on the show, that's exactly how that went. I think there was actually more of it, and we sort of edited some of it out. So that's not fabricated in the slightest. Oh, and also over the weekend, in the rich tradition that has now continued on for three weeks straight, our buddy Justin Kutcher, who works for Fox Sports, who uh, does play-by-play for Everything from Major League Baseball to NFL and has lately done some college football and college basketball. Dropped another one this weekend at our request. I assume everybody caught that. Oh, that's right. I texted you as soon as it happened, so I know you caught it. 
Now, it was interesting because there was a lot of chatter. Uh, and if you're not familiar, obviously, Justin is the one who's dropped in the email, the bagpiper for us. With six minutes to go, it's a four-point lead for the Wildcats of Arizona. Email the bagpiper. It's a ball game here in Las Vegas. He also, of course, dropped in my uh, classic phrase, carrot at the end of the rainbow, a couple of weeks back. You wonder if there's a carrot at the end of the rainbow here for this Texas Tech team trailing 42-3. to Now, there'd been a lot of chatter prior to the game he did on Saturday, which was on national TV on FS1. It was the Baylor-West Virginia game that he might drop a who's eating tuna. Right. Now, that did not come to fruition. However... Uh, this did. It's colder here. It is. <laughs> so cold. Got to be careful. You don't look some chapstick. You couldn't look like Yoda with Yoda's lips after a little while. Terrence Williams. <laughs> the color guy's like, what? <laughs> Just a Yoda's lips reference. After Woody uh, shared that his autobiography was going to be called Looking at Yoda's Lips, yeah. uh, Justin was able to work that in. Got to be careful. You don't look some chapstick. You couldn't look like Yoda with Yoda's lips after a little while. For those that were somewhat upset that there wasn't a who's eating tuna, A, come down off your horse. B, he has promised that that will be in the next game that he calls. So oh. <laughs> that's still coming. It's, I you know, the, know the, life isn't over. So let's focus on the positive here for crying out loud. We've got a round of it happening in Florida, though, in the near future. And we'll do that next. The Woody and Wilcox Show. So Woody and I are going to share three stories real quick. All of them are true stories. One of them happened in the troubled state of Florida, the birthplace of everything goofy. And you spot the Florida story from the other two to win this thing at 844-4WW-SHOW. And Woody's got story number one. Story number one is about being a great human being. By, of course, filing a lawsuit. And specifically, in story number one, it's a dude who has decided to file a lawsuit against the university that he attended for a grade that he got and how that grade has affected his life. Now, uh, the man, let me just set it up for you. Uh, He did not get an A in a class 16 years ago when he was going to university, and uh, it has affected his life ever since. So he has decided to file a lawsuit claiming that the university was negligent in teaching and that a shortage of tutors in his final year of college meant that he did not get a better grade. It has affected his workplace and claims that he would be more successful in his business as an international commercial lawyer if he had achieved a higher grade. How many years ago? 16 years ago. Was it in Florida where he decided, you know what? I can pin it on one class. Story number two has to do with dealing with a landlord. Huh? How fun is that? Everybody's uh, down with that process, right? It's a good time? No. Not a good time, you think? No. Well, tell me what you have to do or what a landlord might do that would bother you. Anybody? What, What experience maybe have you had? In the past, just go into your house and like do things in your house uh, <clears throat> when you're not there. Oh, really? Okay, I, that wouldn't have been the first one that came to my mind. 
like go in and fix something. You're like, oh, I think the landlord was here or just showing up. Mine would have been not fixing things. That would have been the first thing that came to my mind. For me, it's the just showing up and dropping by without any warning. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. Okay. I I don't recall ever having that happen. Well, you guys are on target because story number two is about just that sort of thing. Although the dude who rents the place was not there. But the landlord showed up, and the reason why the guy knows about it is he has one of these monitoring systems where it monitors movement within the house and has a camera that he can see on his smartphone and so forth. Mm -hmm. So he noticed that uh, somebody was in his apartment when he was at work. So he fired up the thing and looked at the app. Sure enough, his landlord was in his apartment. But it was what his landlord was doing that became the most important part of the story. His landlord was having relations in this dude's bed. Oh, yeah. With another dude, by the way. (laughs) As if that changes it for you, I don't know. Does it really make that much difference at that point? (laughs) Well, I don't know. It may, depending on, you know, your thoughts. Uh, So this guy fires up the app to see what's happening as an apartment, sees his landlord getting it on with another dude in his bed. Oh, yeah. And to add insult to injury, (laughs) this is the part that seems so crazy to me. Not that that part was not crazy, but the um, landlord, when he finishes up, according to the police report, uses the man's wife's wedding dress to clean he and his partner off. Oh, I'm calling BS on this one. Just have a wedding dress laying around for cleanup. Maybe they had just gotten married. I don't know how, how uncommon that would be. My question for you is: Is it Florida? Woody has the third and final. Third and final story has to do with a man who was upset at Taco Bell. Now you may immediately go towards one direction when you find out a man is upset at Taco Bell, but it's not that direction. He's upset because they refuse to serve him tacos. He called 911 and talked to the police dispatcher and says, hey, I know this is not an emergency, but I'm in a Taco Bell and I left my car on purpose so I wouldn't drink and drive. I walked up to the drive-thru and they won't serve me. I just want some tacos. Of course, the dispatcher's like, sir, this is not an emergency. It's the business. And then he demands that the police officer call the manager at Taco Bell and allow him to walk through the drive-thru line. And the dispatcher says, I'm sorry, you, you have to abide by their rules. He's like, oh, great. So in order to get a taco, I've got to get a DUI as well. Will you at least send an officer out here to come take me home? To which they said no. And the man kept calling 911, trying to get a ride home three more times, by the way. Was it in Florida where he's like, look, I'm going to walk to the Taco Bell. I'm drunk and I want some food. They won't serve me. It's time for a cop. Bill, all three stories actually happened. Which one went down in Florida? Story number three. Story number three is the one. Nice job. Yeah, Largo, Florida is where that one went down. Uh, they, they don't like you calling 911 because you can't get a taco. And uh, the man and his um, landlord having relations with a dude in his bed and then cleaning up with the wedding dress afterwards. Oh. <laughs> uh, I think I'm saying this right. Colorado Springs, Colorado. And not even in this country, Oxford in England is where that university is being sued by a former student who 16 years ago got a B instead of an A, and it has affected his life ever since. 
He wants uh, $1.2 million, please, and that would make his life a little bit better. The Woody and Wilcox Show. I have a brand new game for us this morning, and I got to tell you, there's a lot of games that I come up with where I say it should be a national holiday, the day that we're celebrating, but I think... I, I I may have been lying about those other ones, but today I really, really mean it. I mean, this is a day that changed, I'm going to say, 100% of Americans' lives. It happened back in 1933, and it's one of those days that I think literally every single American can point back to this and go, yep, that has directly affected my life. Something to do with the Great Depression? No. Nope. Not going to, nope, not that one. It all comes down to something we as Americans are good at. Lawsuits? Not not that good, but we're, we're pretty good at it. I wouldn't say we're the best in the world at this, but we're pretty close. I feel like you need to say it now. I mean, you don't have to reveal the title of your horribly worded game, but I feel like you need to at least... Let us in on what the celebration is that we should be taking care of today. Today is known as Repeal Day. Today was the day that Utah repealed the 18th Amendment, lifting the ban on prohibition and allowing Americans an alcoholic drink again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. December 5th, 1933. Utah, of all places. Because when you think drinking, you think... Yeah, Utah! Give me a stiff one! Ratifying the 21st Amendment, repealing prohibition, changing 100% of Americans' lives. That actually is a legitimate day. And assuming Mm -hmm. that you're right, I haven't double-checked you, that is a day that would probably be very important. That's what I'm saying. It should be a holiday. And you've created a game to celebrate that. Absolutely. Okay. Well, we'll find out what that is, and uh, we'll find out next. The Woody and Wilcox Show. The year 1933. Huh? December 5th is when the state of Utah ratifies the 21st Amendment. That gives us a three-quarters majority. That means it passes and becomes a part of our history. Lifting prohibition... Restoring the rights of Americans to get snot flying drunk while their football team gets its tails whooped on Sunday night football. Thank you, Utah. That's why today is known as Repeal Day, repealing the 18th Amendment. I've come up a little game to celebrate. Let's meet our contestants. Uh, Up first is Becky. Becky, good morning. (laughs) <laughs> you better say it more friendly than that. Becky, good morning. No, sir. No. Okay, let's talk to Michelle. Michelle, good morning. Good morning. There it is. Okay, and uh, taking you on is going to be Ross. Hey, how's it going? It's going awesome. Well, uh, today is repeal day, a day that I think a lot of Americans raise a glass to and say, hey, let's celebrate. And in order to really celebrate, you got to play this game, a brand new game that I'm calling... Put it in a glass, bartender, or something to try in the bedroom with splendor. (laughs) Okay. 
Michelle Ross, I'm going to be giving you a title. You tell me if it is, in fact, a cocktail or something that I picked up on Urban Dictionary that you may uh, try in the bedroom. All right? You guys are going to be using your name as your buzzer. Shout out your own name. When you think you know it, you tell me, put it in a glass, bartender, or in the bedroom with Splendor. You get it right, you get a point. You get it wrong, your opponent gets a point. Just stop. You don't have to have that little stupid sound to your voice every time you say it. Just say it and move on, because the more you do it, the more I'm going to start jumping in. Uh, Michelle Ross, you guys have any questions? Splendor, Chelsea. He's a splendor. All right. No words. You have no words? All right. Uh, First offering. Put it in a glass, bartender, or something to try in the bedroom with Splendor. Splendor. (laughs) First offering. Bend over, Shirley. Michelle. I'm going to say Michelle was in there first. Um, Put it in a glass. Yeah. That is correct. Do you know what a bend over Shirley is? Anybody? I do not. Uh, Raspberry vodka, Sprite, and grenadine. That's what you, uh, that's a bend over, surely. Of course it is. By the way, it's fun to, to order that at the bar, especially when it's crowded and you have to yell. All right, that's one for Michelle, nothing for Ross playing. Put it in a glass, bartender, or something to try in the bedroom with Splendor. Second offering, monkey gland. Ross. Ross. Uh, let's go for something in the bedroom. Something in the bedroom. Would you try something called a monkey gland? Uh, no, uh, that is an actual drink. Oh, so you'd rather drink, drink it? it? <laughs> <I know. laughs> oh. oh, you do that in the bedroom? How would you like to drink it? Right. Well, it's grenadine, gin, absinthe, and oh. orange juice. How good does that sound? Hey, another round of monkey glands over here, please. Uh, two for Michelle, nothing for Ross. Celebrating repeal day, uh, put it in a glass bartender or something to try in the bedroom with Splendor. Third offering, Goat's Delight. Michelle. Michelle. Put it in a glass. Put it in a glass? Yes, nice job. That's uh, brandy syrup, uh, and it's also got uh, a spoonful of cream and a dash of absinthe. The Goat's Delight. Syrup. Syrup, yes. Come on. Who wouldn't want a little bit of sounds very syrup sweet. in there? Uh, that's three for Michelle. I only had five of these, so. Wow. That's a, that's pretty much a sweep. Would you have gotten breakfast banger? That's a, ger- that's a drink with an egg. Uh, it is not with an egg, Chelsea. It's similar to a uh, mimosa. However, it's club soda, orange juice, and amaretto. A lot of people enjoy that with brunch. What about a warning tap? Anybody would... uh... That's in the bedroom. Do you know what a warning tap is, Chelsea? Can you tell us what a warning (laughs) tap... I don't think I can. It's letting you know that it's almost time. The uh, universal tap given usually on the thigh or the head, signaling an impending finish to an intimate situation. I'll use it in a sentence. I don't don't think think that's necessary. I think we all understand what it is. He was such a gentleman, he gave me a warning tap when I was honking Bobo's nose. All right. Oh. That's fine. I think we understood that. That, my friends, is how you celebrate Repeal Day in America. The day we got the 21st Amendment repealing prohibition. By playing a game I'm calling, put it in a glass, bartender, or something to try in the bedroom with splendor. 
Woody and Wilcox Show. I have a personal question for you, Wilcox. Chelsea, uh, how many nude photos do you have on your cell phone right now? I have some um, bo- body shots. Body like no shots. face. Yeah, but that's from a workout program. It's not naked. It's just like in underwear. It's not sexy. So just, and it's of you or is it of somebody else? It's of me in the mirror. Tell me it's of Scott. Right. I was going to say, that's why I was, uh, is that your baby daddy I, Scott? I'm going to take pictures of other people half naked just so I can know my the before and afters of my own workout program. Uh, all right. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, that's, I like it. Uh, well, Cox, how many uh, naked photos of either yourself or somebody you like very much? Or Chelsea. Uh, to the best of my knowledge, I don't believe I have any. I, fa- I fall into that category as yeah. well. I don't think I have any. I don't do naked pictures. I bring it up because a warning has uh, sort of gone out from a couple who has filed a lawsuit against a car dealership that they were trying to buy a car from. Now, we'll get back to the nude pictures in just a second. This dude apparently had an app on his phone, which pre-approved him for financing. And, you know, I don't understand banking or numbers or math, so I'm not going to get into that. But the salesman asked to see the app on this guy's phone, took the guy's phone over to his manager. You know how they do that at a car dealership sometimes. They'll, you know, I got to go talk to my manager. I'll do my best. I don't know. He's in a mood. And they sort of escape into a small room where you don't know where they are for a little while, and then they come back a couple of minutes later. Apparently, in that couple of minutes, the sales guy took it upon himself to start thumbing his way through the pictures on this guy's phone. Found a couple of nude pictures of the man's wife on his phone. The sales guy emailed it to himself and then posted them on a swinger's website. Then went back into the outbox, deleted that sent email to sort of cover his tracks. This guy, he's technologically savvy, had an app that helps him track deleted emails, sees what happened, and has now filed a lawsuit. I just, is it me? Am I, I mean, I'm the hippest person on this show. Way beyond Wilcox, old man Wilcox over there who can barely work his phone. Uh huh. Chelsea, uh, I don't understand. If you're going to take nude photos of somebody you love very much, is there a way that you can encrypt them or at least password protect them on your phone? Why are you blaming the victim here? I'm not. But if you're going to hand your phone to somebody, aren't you... I think you should be able to hand your phone to someone who's trying to help you buy a car because it's their job without being worried that they're going to go through your photos. I would agree with Chelsea. That is accurate. Would you hand your phone over to a stranger and let him walk away? I'd rather not. I would. Really? Yes. I feel like deep down, most people still have some kind of character. It's these crazy awful people who are misusing their power who are ruining for the rest of us this is why we can't have nice things oh those car salesmen (laughs) oh yeah i figure if he's just doing his job he's gonna check the app or i don't even know why he would need it but that's another story i i wouldn't think he would why would he send it to a swingers website that doesn't even make sense (laughs) that is strange (laughs) i I don't know chelsea you'd have to ask that guy then how'd the guy find out i have so many questions
Well, he's filed the lawsuit against uh, not only the dealership, but Toyota as a company. Right, but Chelsea's point would be, how did this guy know that his wife's photo had been sent to a swinger site? Mm -hmm. Well, he he checked. Unless he happens to be on that same swinger site. No, I think what he did was he looked at the activity on his phone, looked at that, you know, the deleted emails and was like, oh, my God, these pictures went out there. It would make more sense if his wife was looking for deleted emails from this guy's phone, right? Like, why would you want to check your own phone for deleted emails? Thanks to Billy, who's right on top of it. Yes, Woody, there are pick vaults that password protect your picks. Keep safe is one, he says. So there's somebody who knows what they're talking about. Who may have many nude photos on his phone. Well, I mean, that could be... Not judging you one way or the other. That's your own business. But if you're then going to hand that phone off, don't you have some sort of responsibility to protect yourself? I feel like we hear about this a lot where, you know, people, you know, you're even just showing your phone to somebody and they're just kind of scrolling through and then, oops. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot that one was in there. Even Beer Club Brandon the other day, like on Twitter or something, said he was looking at a guy's truck and accidentally swiped left thinking there'd be another car picture and it was the underside of his dog after the dog had been shaved in like the back butt area (laughs) (laughs) he was like what (laughs) what that's why you can't so i guess you know maybe it is good for everybody you know got a naked picture you forgot about forgot about next to the baby picture that grandma's looking at well i mean because and i don't want to talk out of school but wilcox had a similar incident when you were looking at Baby pictures, right? You were, uh, you know, showing your mom and dad pictures of when your your kids were born, and whoops, there was a picture there that was uh, <laughs> it was a direct, yeah, head on shot, so to speak. No, actually, we weren't even looking at baby pictures. This was when I had linked my laptop up to the TV, and we were looking at something completely different. But just the Photos app opened up first thing when I hooked it into the TV, and there was. Your wife giving birth. (laughs) Everything to see. Plumbing and all. Really? Oh, yeah. Why do you have that? That's what she said. (laughs) I mean, what are you You're supposed to post that to a swinger's website (laughs) and then delete it. Are you going to make a calendar out of it at the drugstore, you know? You know what? That was my first time as a parent, and I took a lot of photos, like you do. And I, (laughs) while she has many times urged me to delete it, I feel like it's, uh, I can't bring myself to delete pictures of my child being born. That's a problem for me. So I haven't deleted it. It's graphic. <laughs> it really is bad. I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing fun about it. Yeah, but yet you want to keep but I, it. But I feel like it would be a negative to, to, to delete it. It's like deleting one of your kids' memories, you know? I mean, you don't want to get rid of those but things. But no one wants to see it except for you. And you I don't even want, I don't even want to see it. Believe me, Chelsea, I was there and it was very jarring. I have no interest, really, in revisiting that specific piece of the action but at the same time it feels like it'd be um a slap in the face to history and my daughter who was the one emerging to delete it that just feels like throwing you know a keepsake in the trash i don't want to do it i don't i guess i do i get theoret i guess now that i think about it it is on my phone too because all those are on all my devices so theoretically 
somebody could find that if they had my phone and was looking through pictures. So when you uh, meet Wilcox in person, make sure to ask for his phone and then just go strictly <laughs> directly to the photos and begin thumbing around. Uh, believe me, uh, you don't want to see it either. Okay, so rule thirty four of the internet states somebody out there wants to I see know, it. That's probably true. The Woody and Wilcox Show. All right. Well, uh, the man we got on the phone with us right now, for those of you that have been with the Woody and Wilcox Show for a long, long time, you will probably remember him. He is a former television weatherman Mm -hmm. for Channel 2 in Anchorage, Alaska. And the man's name is Scott Elness and has been a friend of the show for a long, long time. Used to be a regular contributor to the Woody and Wilcox show. And now uh, situations have changed quite a bit, as a matter of fact. And that's why we wanted to have him on the show. But uh, the history is deep. Uh, hell, Elness and I took a trip to Barrow, Alaska together one time. The For those that don't know, the northernmost town in the United States. And and we, uh, we, we did something that I never thought anyone would ever be able to make me do. Wow, that that leaves a lot to <laughs> And you've done several times since, I guess, <laughs> since you enjoyed it so much. Was it uh, the the dipping in the what? freezing cold water, or the visiting the yeah. Mexican restaurant? The, well, the Mexican that one that one's uh, not too far out of my normal realm. But Wilcox, like I would have sworn to God that nobody could talk me into getting into the Arctic Ocean. But the sensual voice of Wilcox early one morning convinced me that. That was something we should do. We, we could go and on now, and on about that trip to Barrow, because mm-hmm. for somebody who doesn't know, Barrow is a fascinating place. And we had a listener to the show who lived there, Mike from Barrow, who was yeah. amazing and showed Elness and I around. And we joined the uh, Polar Bear Club where it's, you know, even in August, the, the ocean, the ocean is like 33 degrees. It's yeah. crazy. But here's the crazy thing. So Elness isn't in Anchorage anymore. Um, no. You're in Oregon now. Bend, Oregon, yep. And has started this website that's all about weed called <laughs> herbadvisors.com. Yeah, and throw out what you, I think you would think of when it comes to weed websites with the legalization of recreational marijuana and medical marijuana, you know, covering more than half the United States. This is a website where I was actually a little bit shocked. I learned a lot of stuff from your website, Scott. Oh, nice. What did you learn? That's the big question, I suppose. I think most people think, well, it's legal in Oregon and legal in Washington, but there are serious federal implications just by crossing a border if you happen to have some recreational marijuana on you. Yeah, it's uh, still considered, you know, federally quite illegal. That is crazy, and I didn't realize that either. That's one of the things, when you go to this website, I think Woody was trying to say that basically when you think of a weed website, you think of somebody maybe, what, selling bongs and... Right. Uh, you know, some sort of head shop type deal where what you guys have at Herb Advisors, I was kind of surprised, too, because it's it's everything from little videos on how to cook legal issues. Right. Where they, you guys have like two minute sort of vignettes with an attorney who will explain various things that you might not have thought of when it comes to what is legal in many states, but illegal in some ways, obviously, federally. It was fascinating. From the beginning of the idea, um, you know, it was kind of one of these light bulb, you know, ideas I had that it was really designed for what I consider to be the mainstream consumer, which is not the typical stoner consumer, because I think, you know, we all go through college, we all know the stoners, um, but then we get older and some of us who continue to, you know, consume, we realize that there are doctors and attorneys and, 
you know, upstanding citizens who have been consuming for years underground, but they've never really had the ability to, you know, educate themselves and, and realistically really haven't had the ability to, to get anything much of what they wanted because it's been on a, on a black market for so long. So we're, we're not aimed at that sort of, you know, stoner community. We're, we're aimed at people who are just like everyone else. You may or may not recognize the voice, depending on how long you've been listening to the Woody and Wilcox show. We're talking to Scott Elness. He is the guy who used to be the weatherman at Channel 2 and was a longtime friend of the show. Now he lives in Oregon and runs a website called herbadvisors.com, where they do all sorts of stuff with cannabis. And uh, it's fascinating, honestly, what they're doing. One of the things that I thought was really interesting, and, and Elness and I had talked about this the other day, was... You guys and your support for these groups that specifically cater to our veterans, like one yeah. of them was GrowForVets.org. Well, it's really fascinating. They are. They started out, I believe, in Colorado. Now they're in, I think, five or six different states. And and you know, the 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 evidence of how well cannabis works for people with PTSD is just getting to be overwhelming. And and so they felt like, you know, we need to get this into the hands of our veterans who are suffering from all of our wars. So they basically are sort of a network where they get people who either grow or make edibles or whatever and get them into the hands of our suffering vets. And so far, I think they've done somewhere, you know, close to a million dollars worth of cannabis they've gotten into the hands of, of uh, wounded vets. I have a history. I have a grandfather that was a prisoner of war, an uncle that was injured in World War II, and a cousin that was special forces in Vietnam. And, you know, he, he came back to uh, heroin addiction, PTSD, things like that. And so that's always been a cause that's been very close to my heart. So as soon as we got the site going, I, I've been um, hooking up with um, every vet organization that will, that will recognize us. <laughs> Not all of them are uh, enthusiastic about what we're trying to do. We're trying to help them, but they don't necessarily always want to help us. But uh, Grow for Vets is doing a really wonderful thing. Old friend of the show, Scott Elness, runs a website called HerbAdvisors.com. Fascinating stuff about cannabis and everything that goes along with it. Yeah, there's this whole CBD molecule that they're discovering that, you know, really went undiscovered until people were actually allowed to look at it. You know, we were it was against the law for so long, and they're really discovering that the CBD molecule that is not psychoactive um, is really good for anti-anxiety, for anti-paranoia, um, inflammation. Uh, there's fairly strong evidence that may actually kill cancer cells. And again, for me, the you know I have literally friends who have suffered from PTSD that that use these high CBD strains, and it's literally kept people from committing suicide. So it's it's a pretty big deal. This is the one. Oddly enough, we just had a conversation about the CBD uh, a week or two ago in relation to people using it for their pets. Right. So, and we heard from a woman who had a pet skunk. What was the skunk's name? Chelsea? Ricochet. <laughs> yeah, pet skunk named Ricochet that was, was taking the uh, taking the CBD, and it was uh, easing his pain. Apparently, mm-hmm. yeah. My landlord believed. Well, she has a dog, and, and she used a tincture because he had really bad uh, arthritis. Medicine is starting to look at having uh, sort of what they call the one to one ratio, which would be for every milligram of CBD, a milligram of THC. Those are the best ways of treating medical issues for pain and things like that. But, you know, when you're dealing with kids who are having epileptic seizures and things like that, you, you know, the parents are trying to get something that has little or no THC in it. You know, they've created entire strains specifically for kids who are having epileptic seizures and, 
you know, families are literally moving from states where it's illegal to states where it's legal so they can medicate their kids and get them off of having, you know, hundreds of seizures a day. I want you to hang on for a second. And we're talking to my buddy, uh, Scott Elness, a longtime friend of the show and now running a, a website called HerbAdvisors.com. And uh, we'll chat some more with Scott Elness coming up next. The Woody and Wilcox Show. All right, on the line with us is an old friend of the Woody and Wilcox Show, and those that go way, way back with the show will remember him as the weatherman from the <laughs> NBC affiliate at, right. uh, in Anchorage, Alaska, and now he lives in uh, Bend, Oregon, and runs a website called HerbAdvisors.com. And by the way, that's Herb, not Herb. So they're helping you with uh, Herb and advising you that way, not uh, helping you with dudes named Herb. Uh, so it's about cannabis. Uh, is there confusion on that, Elness? So I, I literally had somebody ask me if it was a, a site. They thought it was her bad visors. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you were selling bad visors for women. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> that person was clearly already high. <laughs> exactly. I was like, okay, I think you need to go higher on the CBD and lower on the THC. <laughs> I know you guys review certain strains of weed, but there are a lot of sites that do that sort of thing. Yeah, there's a lot of str- uh, sites out there and a lot of really good sites out there that do reviews of Strains were not unique there. Where we are a little bit unique is, A, we utilize video a lot. And our, our strain review is like literally 30 seconds long. Um, they just kind of tell you what you need to know so that you can really do your research and do it. You know, I don't want to have to hear from, you know, Bob living in his basement about, you know, Twinkies go well with Blue Dream and, you know, all this other stuff. I want to get down to the information that really matters to me. So we talk about how it smells, how it tastes, how it makes you feel and what the medical benefits are and then, you know, let you get on about your business we're more of a almost like a TV station. We have kind of what we call shows that that are you know some of it's about tourism, some of it's about uh, medical, legal, uh, cooking, and not just making edibles, but literally you know here's we're going to make a caramel sauce with infused butter, and uh, so it's really a, a lifestyle kind of magazine, sort of Rolling Stone magazine meets the Today Show. Uh, very mainstream kind of approach to it. Well, longtime listeners of the Woody and Wilcox show will remember Scott Elness from Anchorage. Now he lives in Oregon and is running a, uh, well, a uh, we'll, we'll call it a weed website, but it's more a cannabis website, if you use the uh, technical term. HerbAdvisors.com is what it's called. You said tourism. You know, what, what do you mean exactly yeah. by tourism? <laughs> well, that's kind of been one of the interesting repercussions, you know, through all this is that, you know, the states where it's legal the tourism industry is just booming because people are coming from all, you know, all over the place so they can go around and, you know, see all the dispensaries. Cause if you haven't been to a legal state, it's like being in a candy store. You know, you go into Seattle and you walk into one of these stores and they're nice looking, you know, very well-trained staff. And they've got, you know, 15 kinds of edibles of different levels and, you know, 15 different strains and beverages. And uh, in these states where they can, the laws are open to it, there are bed and breakfasts that are advertising themselves as herb-friendly. So you can, you know, vape in your room or whatever. Uh, so there's a whole tour, tourism industry that's that's popped up. And it's it, it's completely benefiting the states where they've already legalized. That's kind of like when we did our brewery tour. Right. It's sort of that same idea where you get to go in and see them make beer and sample a little bit and all that. It sounds awesome. Yeah. Or uh, there's a couple of chapters coming up on our what we call our eat your herb section where I do craft beer and herb pairings. 
That seems like a dangerous combination. <laughs> Dangerously good. Yeah, I was going to say it. Not, not, not dangerous for, you know, sitting on your couch watching the new Star Wars. That's exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> We're talking with Scott Elness, who runs HerbAdvisors.com. The, the website's really designed to be different than anything that's out there right now because we're trying to treat, you know, marijuana as it's actually called cannabis, as though it's already mainstream rather than sort of treating it like it's, you know, under a rock. You know, we need to have the Woody and Wilcox Roadshow that comes to Bend, Oregon and does these, you know, these tours. <laughs> We've got our own beer. Now we need our own weed strain. <laughs> <laughs> I might be able to arrange that. Right. Here, just what you wanted, something that's going to make you dumber than our show. <laughs> well, you know, I was reflecting back to the, the two things that I, that I miss about you guys. The first one is the Ingve Malmsteen-type precision guitar playing from Woody. What was that? The, no, what? No? Ellis and I used to live like six houses away, so we'd get together and jam, and he knows what a great guitar player I am. Wow. Oh. His, his, his prowess on the guitar is, is unrivaled. And <laughs> right. The other thing I miss is the spats that Wilcox and I would have over who gets to be the big spoon. <laughs> <laughs> that, right. You know yeah, what? That a... continues to this day oh, where right. Wilcox will not agree that one spoon is bigger than the yeah, other. Don't even get him started. We're talking with Scott Elness, who runs HerbAdvisors.com. So, Elness, when you started all this stuff, is this something where you're, like, thinking of doing, like, a, a GoFundMe? Or is there, are, if people were interested, if, like, somebody's hearing this and going, man, what a great idea. I wish I'd have thought of that, or I wish I had a piece of that action or whatever. Um, is that something that's ongoing, or what are you doing for money and stuff? Well, uh, you know, my savings account's been enjoying a, a, a rapid decline. Congratulations. Of, uh, nice. <laughs> uh, doing a tech startup with just basically two people has been tough. Thankfully, all of our writers and other people are all volunteer because they believe in the cause. Um, but we just launched, you know, in the middle of November. So now we're going to go out and I'm going to start seeking the the angel investor round, as they call it. So uh, if anybody out there has, you know, lots of extra money, they're welcome to contact me. That's a great pitch. And we'll do that. (laughs) I I think the the pitch will be more defined when you actually contact Scott. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I've I've developed it a little bit beyond that, but uh, you know, if you're, if you got a little bit extra money flying out to bend, we'll pack, pack you a bowl of something and we'll, we'll chat about the, uh, (laughs) the future of the cannabis business. And perhaps, and perhaps uh, rid you of back pain. <laughs> Win-win situation. Well, obviously, the website exactly. is herbadvisors.com, and you can contact Scott through there. So. It's spelled herbadvisors.com. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always open to, uh, to, to badvisor photos if you want to post them on our Facebook page. Oh, should... that's the other thing I should mention. We do actually have a Facebook page, a Twitter account. And Instagram, so check us out on social media. Well, Elness, I'm glad to see that you're not in prison yet. Um, <laughs> not yet. It's cool to see what you're doing, man, and it's good to catch up. You don't have to be a stranger. We can uh, we can chat more often than once every, what's it been, six years on the radio maybe? Something like that? Yeah, I think you guys need like a, a weed correspondent of some kind. Well, I think we probably so. do, actually. I bet we already have some, and they're just uh, not willing to come forward yet. <laughs> the love's too strong. Let's keep it up. Yeah. Good well, stuff. It's, uh, good to talk to you. Herbadvisors.com is where you can track them down. Scott Elness. It's been fun, man. Woo. Thank it, you, sir. You got it, man. This whole thing, it's, it's just fascinating. I think, I, I speak for myself, but I think we all agree, whether you're in a state where it's legal, weed for either recreational or medical, 
or just as a country to watch what's happening in the various states uh, as far as the legalization of this and the other businesses that crop up Mm -hmm. because of it. Whether you're somebody who ever enjoys CBD or smokes weed or whatever it may be, the whole thing is a fascinating phenomenon that's that's growing within the uh, country. And so that's one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to uh, our old buddy Scott Elness. So HerbAdvisors.com is where you can find him. The Woody and Wilcox Show. All right. Well, I see I struck a nerve with a few people. Um, earlier on the show, we were talking about a situation where a couple is now suing a car dealership. Because the dude who was trying to buy a car had an app on his phone. He uh, needed to show the phone to the guy who worked at the dealership. The guy who takes the uh, phone back to his manager's office. And they end up taking pictures off of the guy's phone and posting them on websites. Mm -hmm. Well, in that discussion, I shared that. And I know I've talked about this before on the air. That uh, for the birth of my first child, I took copious amounts of photos of the entire birthing process and some of them were you know Graphic. action shots <laughs> action shots of uh, the occasion if you know what i'm saying and one time uh early on when our daughter was still very young we uh i hooked my laptop up to the tv so you know big screen tv the the whole family's over my parents and and so forth and uh, as soon as I hooked it up to the TV, the photos came up because it loads that app first, and pow, there it is. Right? <laughs> my, my dad's looking at his daughter-in-law in a way that he never thought he uh, that he would. And uh, from that moment on, certainly Denise was always like, "Delete that photo," right? And twelve years later, I still haven't <laughs> because. They, I just can't bring myself to do it. I, it's not one that I go back and revisit, but at the same time, it would feel like throwing away a uh, a little piece of my life or my daughter because it was, you know, it was that important at the time. But I would, and we had a discussion at the time about, you know, there are ways to protect photos, for example, on your phone, sure. yes, so that people don't accidentally see them. And a lot of people apparently have pictures on their phone. That they'd rather not have a lot of folks see. I think it might be helpful uh, at this point to hear you out, and you can get in at 844-4WW-SHOW, about the time that a photo caused a problem. You know, came up at the wrong time with the wrong person, whether it was you seeing someone else's, or someone else seeing yours in a compromising position, and then, you know, maybe it didn't go the way you'd like it to. Is this sort of like this? I got an email from somebody who wishes to remain anonymous who says, I used to work for a car dealership here in town, and I worked with a guy who was uh, working on the cars, pulled down the visor, and some explicit Polaroids, yes, old school Polaroids of the customer fell down. Moral of the story, don't keep nudes of yourself in your car on your visor. It's an interesting, uh, why would you have those there? Do we know it was that person? Why? I mean, well, anyway. In case you're pulled over. Um, Do you have any identification? (laughs) Here's a good one of me naked. There you go, officer. Will this help? Do these match? (laughs) (laughs) You tell me. 
844-4WW show. And thanks to the many employees here at the radio station who have in the hallway stopped and said, you need to delete those photos of your wife. Um, I've made it 12 years. I don't don't feel like I feel like I've gone past the statute of limitations on that. I don't think it's happening. that's really how, how she feels. <laughs> right. Let's let's get your wife on the phone and let's see if she. I, I'm more than happy to if she would take the call. I don't know that she would, but we'll take yours at eight four 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 WW show when a uh, photo uh, caused an issue one way or the other. Woody and Wilcox, the Woody and Wilcox show. All right. Well, so we're uh, taking your uh, yay your thoughts, your stories, what it whatever it may be about a time when a uh, a photo was either seen or you saw one that you shouldn't have and it was an awkward situation like me showing my entire family uh photos of my wife's uh, what's wrong, what's wrong with that I, you know what some people would say nothing it's beautiful and natural my wife would say something <laughs> some would say nothing yeah we've talked to people who had an entire family in the room right when, when birth was being given but uh for sure that's not the way my wife feels about it mm-hmm. so uh, it is an issue. Eight four 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 WW show the way that you can get through. Thanks to Chris sharing on the uh, Woody Wilcox Facebook page. I was a cashier, and I had a customer who was trying to scan a barcode on their phone and was having difficulty. Mm. So I tried to readjust it, and then I realized that the phone wasn't on our website, but it was on a screenshot. I flipped to the next photo accidentally, and was met, was met with a dog that was dropping anchor. <laughs> With a pleased look on its face. (laughs) (laughs) It took everything I had, says Chris, not to laugh. The guy didn't notice. (laughs) You know what? I feel like a guy who has a photo of a dog dumping on his phone is going to be okay with you noticing. Right. And is probably going to want a high five Mm -hmm. from you when he realizes you've seen it. Yep. Speaking of a guy who probably has that photo on his phone, look at that. Beer Club Brandon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good morning, guys. What's up, Chelsea? buddy? We're doing great, oh, man. Oh, man. Trying to get this Monday roll. That's what I'm trying to do. Well, but, um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you were somebody who had a, uh, a situation with a photo causing some issues in your life. Um, do you yeah. want to share one of those with us? Yeah, well, you know, it's it's getting kind of back. This is like twice now in the last week something like this has happened. Um so uh, last week sometime, uh, one of my buddies was showing me a picture of his car. And, uh, you know, if you have one picture of your car, I'm assuming you're going to have a few pictures of your car. Well, that's not the case. A little sum. Um, so I swiped. First swipe I did was a zoomed-in shot, shot of uh, his dog-shaved uh, grundle area. And, um, that's what I was talking about. Chelsea told this yeah. story earlier this morning. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And why does he and, have that on his phone? Well, I looked I, I looked right at him, and then you could tell that he kind of planned it because he had this little smirk look on his face. And I was like, seriously, dude, you, I was like, well, what are you doing here? And he was like, well, my dog just got back from the vet, and there was a funny design shaved into it, so I thought I'd take a picture and keep it. I'm like, all right, you are twi- more twisted than I am, but <laughs> whatever, you know, each their own. Right. What you but, said that was the second time. What was the other one this week? Oh no, no, that was the first one. Um, the second one was um, I was uh, picking up my uh, daughter last night, and uh, me and her mother we have a fantastic relationship. She's a great woman, and uh, I had a few pictures from the last time I was with Riley that uh, I was going to show her. Well, I just 
put it on there because I really love anything to hide if I thought I didn't. And uh, she was like, okay, she's scrolling a couple pictures of Riley. And then comes the pictures of the breathable pants I shared on Twitter on Friday. And then another couple pictures. And then here comes the old pocket foot posted right up there on the phone. <laughs> For those who don't know, uh, Brandon had tweeted a photo of a sexual device that is merely a large rubber foot. That then has yeah. what we're going to loosely call a pocket <laughs> right? fitted yeah. into it that one might use for uh, emailing the bagpiper. <laughs> Do I have, yeah. have I described that properly? Uh, close enough. Yeah. Close enough. <laughs> what did you What did you say? I was just doing some Christmas shopping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you saw your gift. <laughs> yeah. So wish list. yeah, no, she's got about as twisted sense of humor as I do. So. Um, she just like, kind of looked at me with these funny eyes and hands the phone back to me and said, all right, well, um, you have a wonderful evening. <laughs> <laughs> she said, so, I knew there was a reason. She said, I knew there was yeah. a reason we're still not together. Yeah, we, uh, we're that much closer now. So. Uh-huh. Well, that's fantastic, Brandon. We, uh, right. thank you for the call, man. It's always good to talk to you. Damn right. You guys have an awesome day. I'll see you later. All, all right, right, cool. Uh, with the pocket, mending relationships left and right. That's right. Do we want to talk to EJ? We do want to talk to EJ. 844-4WW-SHOW. Hey, EJ. Oh, what's up, guys? Ooh. I've got a uh, here's your dong kind of moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, who doesn't want to hear about that story, right? Exactly. Here's my dong. What do you got? <laughs> um, well, me and a good friend of mine were at a car show, and we had a video camera, and of course, you know, being guys and gearheads, we were videotaping everything. Well, later that night, we get home and we start watching it. Well, we rewind the whole tape and start watching it. Well, little did I know that him and his wife were having relations beforehand on the same tape. And then all of a sudden, his kids see everything. And then the car shows comes into the picture and then she looks at her mom and says wow my daddy's got a tail (laughs) (laughs) both types t-a-l-e and t-a-i-l yes he's got a story to tell now (laughs) yes about how he'll get no more tail (laughs) so so you use the sex video to record the car show is that what i'm getting we didn't know that it, I didn't know that it was on there. And I just grabbed the video camera to tape everything that we were doing. Mm-hmm. But, and then when we get home, we wanted to watch it. So we rewound it all the way. And then that was on the tape before the car show that we filmed. So it was kind of a, here's your dong kind of moment. Right. Here's my dong. How, <laughs> how much footage are we talking about? How long did you watch uh, it? Well, you know, we saw the first, you know, two minutes, maybe. Two minutes. And then, well, okay, first minutes, maybe. <laughs> That's <then>. forever. <laughs> well, yeah. Who lasts you know, two minutes? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it went into uh, them in the bedroom and what have you, so we didn't think much about it, and then everything started taking place, and then we were like, oh, stop, stop, stop. Oh, no, keep going. I just got my pants down, EJ. Right. <laughs> EJ, thank you, man. We appreciate the call. Hey, not a problem, guys. I listen to you guys every morning. I try to call in to win as many game shows as I can, but you have that damn 30 days thing, so I can't call in. All, all right, all right, enough complaining. <laughs> <laughs>
By the way, similar sort of deal. Check out Jesse uh, watching home video of my older sister at Disney World. And then all of a sudden, the video switched over to a video of my mom giving birth to me. Very traumatic as a child. It was a VHS tape, and they had taped over my birth with the trip to Disney World. <laughs> oh, that's... Uh... <laughs> At least you know you're not the favorite, right? <laughs> 844-4WW-SHOW. The awkward moment with a picture or a video. The Woody and Wilcox Show. So a photo uh, that you saw either of someone else caused an awkward situation or vice versa. 844-4WW-SHOW is the way that you can get through. Crystal, you're on with Woody and Wilcox. What's up? Yeah, my mom took my two young kids, one seven, one five, to Florida it's about two years ago, and she was showing me pictures of them at the beach and having fun, and I was flipping through them and find pictures of her in lingerie and nude pictures that she met for her boyfriend but were mixed in with my kids in Florida at the beach. Do you still have them? Uh, Woody at iHeartMedia.com is how you can get them to me. Were you uh, okay, <laughs> Crystal? Were you looking at those with your children at the time? They were running around playing, and my mom's like, "Here, look at the pictures from Florida." And I'm scrolling through them. They're at the beach, swimming, making mm-hmm. sandcastles, and then all of a sudden, bam! <laughs> yeah, now, laying on the bed and some lingerie, and then the, the whole body. I don't <laughs> know who was taking them for, but they must have been having some fun. So they weren't taken on the Florida trip, though, right? <laughs> they were they, taken they at were, another they time. Were, they were. They were mixed in. Oh. It was like the beach, then lingerie, and then like the kids having dinner, and then completely nude. Huh. So once you saw the first lingerie picture, you're like, well, let me just keep scrolling. I let would. Me. <laughs> I thought maybe that would just be the one, but no. It wasn't <laughs> right. the case. Well. She didn't realize it was going to be a photo album, Chelsea. <laughs> So did she meet somebody down on that Florida trip, or did she bring a boyfriend? No, he lives in Virginia. So, I mean, she was sending them to him while she had my two kids in Florida. Oh. Oh. Well, what are you going to do after family. the kids go to bed? That's boxed wine and negligee time. <laughs> <laughs> I guess she... That's what I said. I said. I said, wow. And she's like, what? Oh, you weren't meant to see those. I was like, well. Yeah. I did, though. How could I not? <laughs> <laughs> now, when you blink, Crystal, can you still see him? Sort of like when, you know, you catch a glimpse of the sun or I, something I like that? I have nightmares. I have nightmares about it all the time. Yeah. He's running around at the beach, and then, boom, uh, my mom on the bed naked. Yeah. It's horrible. All right. All right. <laughs> so it's, it's weird seeing your mom naked as an adult. Uh, especially yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. My fiance walked in on her and her ex-husband having sex one time and he still has nightmares about that. <laughs> mom. What's going on with mom? Oh, no. Mom's getting busy. <laughs> I, I know. Don't, don't lock the door or anything nowadays. Just mm. show it all out there. Well, mm. Crystal, thank you for that, uh, that story. We appreciate that. All right. Y'all have a great day. Love the show. Thank, thank you. Thanks. 844-4WW-SHOW, the way that you can get through. Uh, let's talk to Luke. Luke, you're on with Woody Wilcox. What's your story, ma'am? When I was about 11 or 12, I was in like the fifth grade. We went on an overnight school trip up to the mountains. And so uh, we're in a cabin all together, and it's me and five or six of my uh, probably idiot friends. And we uh, thought it would be funny to all dare each other to stick 
the disposable camera we had down in our pants and snap a couple pictures. As you do and when so, you're camping, yeah, sure. absolutely. And, uh, of course. I mean, I think we all do that when we're camping. Right. And uh, I get home, and I don't even, I completely forgot about it. My mom goes and gets the pictures developed uh, at CVS or Walgreens or wherever. And so she gets home, and she's, she's freaking out and yelling at me and saying, what are these pictures doing on here? And I don't know what she's talking about. And she pulls out pictures of me and three of my friends, you know. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. She's yelling about how the cops are going to come, and she's sure CBS thinks she's a pedophile now, and what the hell is wrong with me, and yep. I don't really have an answer. But All of the dong pictures were on your camera? Yeah. Okay, you didn't yeah, each have your own. One. You we weren't doing the selfies. Around in a, yeah. So your mom got no, to see all of them. we just passed it around in a circle. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry for whoever was last. <laughs> <laughs> that camera oh, had been man. in some pants <laughs> beforehand. <laughs> oh gosh. It was it, it was one of the dumbest things we've ever done. Ah, don't worry about it. I think it, it do you think it happens more now that they're digital or do you think it happened more back in the day when people had to actually develop film. No, it happens more now, but maybe is seen less now, right? Because in the old days, you did have to develop film. That was one of my first jobs, by the way, developing film. You guys didn't know that? I developed film, and yeah, you're exactly right. When when there would be pictures that would come across that were awesome, the developers would make extra copies. Oh, so there's like topless pictures of me out there somewhere. (laughs) Lots of them, Chelsea. Lots and lots of them. But you think people at like boys at camps are taking more digital dong selfies? I don't think so. Because what are you going to do? Are you going to sh- oh let's all look around, look at the camera now, and see how everybody stacks up? I, I don't well, think it's happening. You're, so okay, so you're saying people who are taking them to be funny and thinking, "Haha, whoever has to develop the film." Right. Obviously, that's not happening now because you're not developing Correct. the film. But I do think there are more nude pictures being taken yes. today than there would have been 25 years ago, maybe they're not being discovered as rapidly as they would have right. been back then. Not Woody at the photo kiosk. <laughs> did you have a uniform on when you did that job? I did not. I just keep thinking of that Robin Williams movie where he's like a, a psychopath. One yes. hour photo? Yes. Yeah. I'm sure what you do. <laughs> you spend four hours a day in complete darkness? Yeah. Did you have to monitor for vomiting at that job as well? <laughs> that was... It was after the vomiting job. Mm. Did you carry your pole in there with you as well? Next question. Pole vaulter joke is what mm. that is. 844-4WW-SHOW is the way that you can get through with your awkward photo situation. The Woody and Wilcox Show. So we're taking your stories about the um, awkward moments that you've had with a photo or a video, you know, where you saw something that you shouldn't have or vice versa. Mm -hmm. It seems like it's obviously a huge problem. And maybe by hearing stories from other people, you can learn from other people's mistakes. Uh, Some of them are hilarious. Some of them are a bit troubling, um, like this one. And I think maybe he probably, I don't know if he wants to be anonymous. I'll keep him anonymous. He says, for the record, my buddy uh, got in a ton of trouble for this, and I don't condone it at all. But back in 2004, he had a bad breakup with his girlfriend, and he proceeded to make about a 1,000 copies of his ex-girlfriend's photo nude. Then he carried them into the school cafeteria and pretended to trip. Mm. And about three pounds of photos rained down on the lunchroom that day. 
Yeah, that's, uh, mm-hmm. I think, illegal mm-hmm. now. now. I mean, they've mm-hmm. definitely cracked down on that. I forget what the term is. Revenge porn. Mm-hmm. Revenge porn. So you're right. You're good not to uh, condone that because that's, uh, yeah, I, nobody deserves that most likely. No. 844-4WW-SHOW is how you can get through on the phones. And somebody who wishes to remain anonymous, we'll call them Becky, has got a story for us. Becky, you're on with William Wilcox. What's up? Uh, well, this was funny. Back before uh, cell phones had uh, cameras on them, we uh, always, me and my friends always took our cameras everywhere. But uh, we were all, a bunch of us were also into piercings and tattoos. And my, uh, my buddy went and got didos, which are uh, curved piercings through the... Uh, crown of the penis, and we were taking, we were taking uh, pictures of that, uh, also to give the photos to the piercing shop. And uh, I took, I didn't remember that they were on the roll. And my dad took all the rolls of film in the house, went and had them developed, and had a very uh, unpleasant surprise and a dirty look from the lady when he picked them up from the photo lab and came home and started giving me grief and I was like, uh, oh yeah, I forgot about those and eventually took the photos up and gave them to the piercing shop to add to their uh, their photo album of piercings that you could get. But it was a very awkward situation explaining why I had pictures of another man's penis <laughs> with piercings getting done on my film roll for my dad. It reminds me of the Rory Scovel joke where his dad walks in and he's uh, emailing the bagpiper, watching Basic Instinct, and right. <laughs> close-up of Michael Douglas. Super long close-up of Michael <laughs> Douglas. That's where I'm at, Dad. <laughs> Big Michael Douglas fan. You don't care about my grades now, do you? So what was the name of that piercing? It's called a Dido. A uh, Dido. He got two of them. He got two of them. They're two curved barbells that go through the, uh, the crown mm. at an angle. And he had one put on each side, the left and the right side. I'm I'm googling it right now, and that is difficult to look at. <sighs> no, there's also another guy that I knew. Uh, he, he we uh, called him Jingle Ball because he had uh, a, a, a Jacob's ladder, and when he walked, uh, you could hear him. If he was just wearing boxers, you could hear him. Uh, yeah, I, I think I can understand from his nickname why you <laughs> called him why, that. Why? Why? Chelsea? Uh, from and well, <laughs> from a female point of view, is that something that you guys would enjoy? From any point of view, I'm troubled by it. No, I, things can get caught on other things. Yes, that's, that's, that's one be... of the many problems mm-hmm. with it. Uh, don't... don't don't wear a sweater around that, and don't put it in places it could get caught. <laughs> Agreed. Right? That's where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. Right's where I'm at, Dad. Real I, uh, big when, I, when I was in high school, I caught Basic Instinct on uh, HBO, and I thought to myself, this movie has a lot of really good acting. Let's masturbate to it. <laughs> I forgot to lock my door, and my dad forgot to knock on it. He walks in. He looks at me. I look at him. He looks at the TV. I look at the TV. Super long close-up of Michael Douglas. That's where I'm at right now, Dad. Huge Michael Douglas fan. Yeah. Bet you don't give a about my report card now, do you? No, you don't. You don't. Yeah. Great Rory Scovel, who now, by the way, you can see on uh, Those Who Can't, which is a fantastic show. Yes. They just did like a, uh, what do you call it, like a marathon the other day of that on uh, True TV. So if you haven't checked that out, you should. The Woody and Wilcox Show. So the awkward moment that you had with a photo or video, whether it was uh, you seeing something that you shouldn't have or somebody <laughs> seeing one of yours. 
that they shouldn't have. Uh, I think some of these can be very educational, especially the dude who's waiting to tell his story next on the phone. We'll get to him in just a second. Wanted to share uh, Jeremy's story. He said, I was in my apartment's leasing office. This is on our Woody Wilcox Facebook page. And I was there to hand in some paperwork. I had mentioned to the woman who worked at the desk that I had recently taken a vacation to Tennessee. And the lady in the office said she and her brother had once lived there and she wanted to see the photos. Wanted me to see her photos. So as I was swiping through them, uh, a photo pops up on her phone. (laughs) I don't even know if I can... um, she was uh, yeah, completely undressed. I'm trying to paraphrase here, and was emailing the bagpiper. <laughs> How could you? Well, I guess you could. Yeah, I suppose you could. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Our conversation came to an abrupt end at that point. Baby, baby. I slowly walked out of the office. Is that why they call it a selfie stick? Uh-huh. I feel like that was done on purpose. It could be. Uh, thanks to Sarah, also on the Woody and Wilcox uh, Facebook page. I always prank my brother, she says, by switching his background to a picture of me making a funny face or something. I tried to do it while he was at, in the bank, and I go to his photos to find the picture that I just took and accidentally get a way more up-close-and-personal pic of his fiance instead of the pic that I was looking for. Mm-hmm. She's an ex now. Ha-ha. Because of that? I, I doubt it. Uh, somebody who wishes to remain anonymous, I think, has a little bit of a of a darker side of what may happen. Uh, so we'll call them Becky online, too. Becky, you're on with Woody Wilcox. What's your story? Uh, so um, so back when I was in college about 10 years ago or so, uh, my buddy and I like to always have those little picture battles. You know, we'd send each, uh, send each other funny little pictures with little sayings on it. Well, one of them my, uh, my friend sent me, it was a... Little tiny baby with a really, really big package. And he said, this is going to be my baby whenever I have one. Now, just kind of joking. Well, long story short, my phone had broke. I uh, sent it in to get, you know, get a new phone or whatever. You know how they transfer over your your contacts and your pictures and everything like that. Right. Well, all of a sudden, the uh, guy told me, he's like, all right, well, uh, kind of had this really suspicious look on his face. And he's like, I'm going to have to call the police. I'm like, Why? And I had no idea what in the world it could be. I'm sitting there. I was like, I'm thinking of a ton of other ones it could be. But all of a sudden, he comes in, a police officer comes in, and he's saying how he's like, now you have, uh, or he's like, you have child porn on your phone. I was like, a child porn? I was like, there's no way I have child porn. I don't do anything like that. And then he goes through the pictures. He shows me that exact one. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Well, so what happened? Well, I mean, I ended up, I mean, I ended up explaining myself and kind of telling him this story. And, I mean, thank God the cop was kind of cool and kind of laughed about it because he was, uh, I mean, he was there ready with his handcuffs and everything else. I was like, holy cow. I mean, out of all time, I'd be like 19 years old and I'd be considered a sex offender. And that's the last thing I would want to have in my life. And, uh, but yeah, I told him the story and he just says, uh, He's like, all right, I'm going to watch while you erase that photo right now, and uh, you just make sure you don't ever do that again. I'm like, okay. <laughs> that was uh, that was that was a pretty pretty uh, fun little story, though. But yeah, that's what happened to me. You seen Woody the the photo? Somebody has photoshopped a picture of an ultrasound, and it's a a baby in yeah. the womb, and then there's been a huge unit added to right. that. Yeah. <laughs> 
Like, I think every guy has received these jokey, yeah. you know, where it's like, hey, man, my wife's pregnant. Look at the look at the kid. Yeah, Obviously I mean, that's not mine. Exactly, you know, that's exactly what I was looking at. And it's like that, you know, this is a this is a fake fetus. But you know what? You never know with these zero tolerance laws. That that's right. There. Yeah. I mean, I guess since it hasn't been born yet, I guess he was okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would think, right? I don't are we, know, are we debating you're... the legal merits of this? Well, I mean, a fetus, you would think you're in the clear, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you know, he hasn't been born yet. He's not technically considered a baby, so you're still, you're still golden. <laughs> Just once they're actually born and they have it on there, that's when the trouble starts. That's, uh, now yeah, you're getting into right. like a pro-life, pro-choice debate, right? Right, yeah. Yep. But I mean, in all seriousness, that's an that's a that's a story that makes you stop because, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, because this was whenever I had that picture, it had been probably about a year and a half later that my phone broke that I had to go turn it in. So mm-hmm. yeah, it caught me completely by surprise. Mm-hmm. Bryce, appreciate the call. Eight four 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 WW shows how you can get through. Crazy, yeah. <laughs> We've got a uh, a round of it happened in Florida, and we're going to hit that for you coming up next. The Woody and Wilcox Show. So Woody and I will share three stories here real quick, all of them true, but one of them happening in the troubled state of Florida. That's how we do it here when we play It Happened in Florida. You're more than welcome to get in at 844-4WW-SHOW if you'd like to compete. Woody's got story number one. Is it me or have we had a lot of It Happened in Florida stories dealing with people trying to get others to leave their homes? Right, remember it wasn't too long ago that we had the one story about the woman who whipped out a handgun and was shooting at the feet of her guests when the party was over. Right, guests wouldn't leave. She just wanted to go to bed. Hey, everybody get out of my house. Firing a gun. Yeah, uh, story number one is similar. Uh, The headline says it all. Man plays dead so guest would leave his home. You know, you're sitting around having some cocktails. You're like, well, party's over. And they won't leave. What do you do? You slump over and pretend to die. Wasn't quite that simple. I feel like that wouldn't get people to leave your home. His uh, his friend who, quote, he had helped out from time to time, came over and asked for a ride. He told the friend that I, he was too tired to drive and suggested he try Lyft or Uber. And then he asked the friend to leave and the guy became aggressive and began yelling, I need an effing ride. That's when our friend in story number one, quote, pretended to play dead. Like a fainting goat? Yeah. Keeled over and just lay down on the floor. (laughs) Uh, The aggressive guy splashed some water in his face to try and wake him up. The guy got up and then faked an asthma attack. And when that didn't work, that's when he called the police. Huh. Fake being dead. Didn't work. Right. Fake asthma attack. Didn't work. All right. Now it's time for the police. Was it in Florida where you just pretend to be dead? Um, Story number two is an interesting tale that I think will remind us how we should um, deal with certain situations in our life. The woman in story number two was reported missing by her family. She hadn't returned home to, uh, you know, uh, retire for the evening. Mm -hmm. And her family became very concerned about her. Uh, Anybody want to guess? I'll tell you this. She's fine. Anybody want to guess where she, in fact, was and her family didn't realize? Strip club. Strip club. No. Uh, The Walmart. Walmart. Uh, Boyfriend's house. She had jury duty 
And apparently they were deliberating furiously and actually went over the uh, normal time and were deliberating into the evening. Uh, Her family, however, had no idea that she even had jury duty and so called the police and said that she was missing. The police actually went to the courthouse, discovered that she was fine and was simply on a jury and the family didn't know about it. Good news, I guess. These stories don't always end with a happy ending. If you can call being on jury duty a happy ending. Is it Florida is the question for you at 844-4WW-SHOW. Woody's got the third and final. Third and final story has to do with lawsuits and in particular lawyers. And in this case, a bad Yelp review. Uh, The woman in story number three was in a car crash this summer. It was a bad situation and she needed the help of an attorney. And so she briefly hired one from a law firm. But then they wouldn't contact her. They just wouldn't do anything to help her, so she fired them and went on Yelp and typed out the phrase, seriously, super unprofessional, would not recommend. Well, naturally, you can't do that to a lawyer. This is the United States of America. The lawyer sued the college student in story number three for $100,000, citing, hey, look, you damaged my business by writing this bad Yelp review. As we all know... Lawsuits like this have a tendency to go the lawyer's way. Oh, wait a second. A judge has just recently ordered that the bad lawyer has to pay the entire fees for the college student and her new attorney to the tune of $26,831, citing the fact that there were several other people who had posted bad reviews of this particular attorney. And no, you do not get your $100,000. That common sense winning out. Shockingly. That's hard to imagine. Was it in Florida? Let's let Wes have the first crack at it. Wes, what do you think? All three stories actually happened. Which one went down in the troubled state of Florida? Um, let's go with uh, story number one. Story number one. There it is. Vero Beach, Florida is where even when you fake an asthma attack and pretend to be dead, People will not leave your house. And if you have jury duty and you live in Waco, Texas, make sure to tell your family where you are. According to the judge, quote, this was a very intense trial and deliberations obviously were very intense because they deliberated for seven hours. And I think they just got so absorbed in what they were doing. It's comforting to know that the jury was taking it seriously, but we don't want them to take it so seriously that they forget to tell their families what's happening. According to the judge, we knew everything was okay, and I'm sure the family member was quite concerned. I don't blame them, but from our perspective, it kind of brought a bit of comic relief from the very intense trial when the cops showed up to find the missing person on the jury. Also in Texas, Houston, Texas, is where the student was sued by an attorney that uh, didn't give her any kind of service and wanted $100,000 for her negative Yelp review. So uh, no matter who your favorite team is in the NFL, you probably, uh, if you if you care at all and follow the sport, have seen uh, what happened to Cam Newton uh, last night in the Sunday night game. Uh, you didn't see the score. Uh, Seattle beats the Panthers 40-7. to But what was more interesting about it was is that Cam Newton didn't start the game. And he wasn't uh, injured. He wasn't sick. And ultimately... Uh, we discovered that he was being punished by head coach Ron Rivera for a dress code violation, which is ironic 
given that one, one of the things that Cam is so known for is his outfits. Very, very um, strong with his attention to detail on the clothing. And yet here, uh, this fails him. Now, it it didn't matter, obviously. <laughs> 40 to 7, there wasn't anything that changed in that first series that was going to flip the game. It was interesting because Derek Anderson, who was the backup, came in and immediately, literally, first play of the game threw a pick, which wasn't really his fault, but that doesn't matter. I guess the gist of it was, and if you didn't see it, Cam Newton, after the game at his press conference, was wearing the same outfit that got him in trouble before the game. It was a black turtleneck, a nice coat, hat, but apparently there is a team rule that the Panthers have that they have to wear a tie on the team flight. And they'd spent the whole week in California because they had two West Coast games. So on the flight from San Jose to Seattle, Cam Newton had on a turtleneck and a nice jacket but did not have on a tie. And then I guess he was informed when he got to the stadium, hey, man, I'm going to treat you like I would anybody else. You're going to sit out the first series of the game because you didn't have a tie on the plane. It's good to see that there are micromanagers in the NFL as well, right? Focusing on what's important. I can see I can see both sides of that situation. I feel like as somebody who, you know, I've certainly been around sports and I know that when a coach makes a rule, you have to enforce it across the board or it's worthless. So you can't expect anybody to follow your rules if you're going to say, well, he's our quarterback and this is an important game. I can't bench him. So you have to sort of tip the cap to Ron Rivera for obviously making a, what I feel like would be a tough decision. Yeah, I, I, and, and sticking to the rules that he has set. Whether you think the rules are dumb is another issue. But he had set a rule, and then he had to follow through with it. I'll agree that as a coach, you do need to treat all your players the same. However, when it comes to whether or not he wore a tie on an aircraft, this is one of those rules that you go, all right, I'm going to give him a warning and then I may give him another warning and then another warning on top of that if it helps us win a game. Like you said, it didn't cause the Panthers to lose the game, but you're really it, 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 you're taking things way beyond where they need to and shooting yourself in the foot on principle. And it just seems so ridiculous to me that if he shows up late for a meeting or he's not doing what he needs to do in order to get ready for the game, Perfect. Bench him. Because it has something to do with the actual performance on the field. Right. Sitting on an airplane and not wearing a piece of cloth. That's what he was punished for. And and kudos to Cam Newton, who's like, I didn't pack enough shirts. That was, I mean, see, that was the sidebar to it that <laughs> I thought was interesting. Well, see, normally an NFL team doesn't spend weeks at a time on the road. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of other sports, they do. But in the NFL, you usually fly out a day or two before the game. Right. You, you spend a couple of days there, and then you immediately fly home after the game. Well, because the Panthers played a game in Oakland last week and then had a game in Seattle this week, they made the decision to stay on the road for what amounted to like 11 or 12 days. That's an unusual scenario for an NFL team. And so he said, I didn't pack properly. And it's so not he, like he said, I didn't have it. Now, I don't understand that because they had a game in Oakland, so he must have worn a tie for that or he would have been benched for that. But maybe that one was dirty and he hadn't had no, it cleaned no yet. No dry cleaning services. They had those at the hotel. You can't well, get somebody to go buy you a shirt real quick. Well, that's the other thing. He, is he said he had multiple. Money. No, he said he had multiple people offer 
dress shirts, but he was unable to find one in his size. I believe that. I'm going to go ahead and call BS on that one. No, I'm not going to call BS on that one. You've seen the way the man dresses. I'm Mm -hmm. sure he feels like if it doesn't fit him exactly right, there is no Mm -hmm. way in hell he's wearing it. They played in Oakland before then? That's right. So there's no shop in Oakland that has high-end clothing that could tailor fit him? He didn't think of it at that point. Mm -hmm. It wasn't an an issue until it was too late. And then he did find out and said, I can't wear a tie with my turtleneck. So I'm not wearing the tie. This is a case of dumb and dumber, right? He, well, he says it's a case of a lack of communication between he and Coach Rivera. And he fully admitted if, if he said I violated it, then I violated it. He's not arguing, but he's saying he didn't understand and wasn't aware of the severity until it was too late. Isn't, I mean, it's just fascinating to me. Start packing one of those clip-on bow ties just in case of emergency. But he wouldn't wear that, Chelsea. That's the whole point. It has to. You've seen the way he I does. I know. He's got to so look. you sacrifice the good of the team because of this. Really, the good of the team. Yeah, absolutely. You're, his job, Chelsea, is to win football games. And if you want to handcuff yourself in winning football games, go for it. On the principle, he didn't sit out the whole first quarter. It was the first it was a, drive. It was literally one play right. as I it mean, ended up. But uh-huh. and how that play work out? Drive. Yeah, yeah. But again, that wasn't his mm-hmm. fault. It just it, anybody who micromanages to that level, get out. You're done. You're you're focused on the wrong thing. You really are. You can't see the forest for the trees on something that. But you don't know the backstory. Maybe there's backstory to it. I'm just playing devil's advocate. Maybe he had been warned multiple times. I don't know. Well, and this was a time with. Yeah, I think it comes down to that. It's your job at the end of the day, whether, you know, you're winning games or whatnot. You know, you got to draw the line somewhere. Right. And stick to it. If I do that and let him slide there, then I'm sliding Mm -hmm. one on curfew is next. And then Mm -hmm. who knows? No. It's it's fascinating. Well, you can say no all you want. I mean, certainly there's a discussion to be had there. Obviously, no. you don't. I mean, when it comes to clothing, and we all know this, Woody has a really, really angry <sighs> attitude about anybody who wears anything that's not a free T-shirt that was given to him at a remote. Well, remember he got fired for wearing shorts. Shorts. So I'm not sure we should listen to Woody's so, theories on dress on I'm, anything. I'm more like Cam than you know. I I take my clothing very seriously. You did that just to be a jerk. No, than not wearing shorts. You refused to do it, right? No, I was. Well, told. maybe we can get into this tomorrow because I feel like there's something there, and it also highlights one of the other random jobs you've had. <laughs> Maybe we could have Woody sit a few plays out for not wearing the proper clothing. Maybe that's the way that what we can actually... What is the proper clothing for this show? I don't know, but whatever it is, we'll say you're would, not wearing it. It would be a free t-shirt that you get at a remote, so... I just feel like there's a way that we could keep you off for a little while, and maybe that would be Jury looked at as a positive. And yeah. you'll throw an interception, and then we'll lose the game. Uh, <laughs> Without you. The Woody and Wilcox Show. What do we learn today on the Woody and Wilcox Show? Nothing. That's not true at all. Among the things we learned that uh, today is the anniversary of uh, prohibition being repealed. At least that's according to Woody. I haven't done the math on it. So, of course, we played a game called, let's see, put it in a glass bartender or something to try in the bedroom with splendor. That's correct. Is that right? Yes. I'm sure you're kicking yourself for not being here for that if you weren't, but uh, that'll be on the podcast later. We uh, talked to our old friend of the show, Scott Elmis, former TV weatherman and now dude who runs a site all about weed called HerbAdvisors.com. 
Actually, really fascinating. And uh, you can check out that portion of the show on the podcast as well today. We found out that a lot of people have pictures of a lot of things on their phones and other places that they shouldn't. Sometimes it's just a good chuckle when that gets seen, and sometimes you could be arrested. Some of them you cannot unsee. And that's for sure as well. So you may want to, just for your own safety, check out that portion of the podcast a little earlier, uh, from a little earlier today as well. Including, we all learned what a Dido piercing is. Speaking of things we'll never be able to unsee. We learned that our buddy Justin Kutcher from Fox Sports dropped another Woody and Wilcox phrase on national TV when he was calling a college football game on Saturday on Fox Sports 1. He was able to work in the phrase Yoda's lips while calling the Baylor-West Virginia game on Saturday. It's colder here. It is. <laughs> so cold. Got to be careful. You don't look some chapstick. You couldn't look like Yoda with Yoda's lips after a little while. Terrence Williams. <laughs> Long pause, but no reference. <laughs> when you leave the uh, the analyst speechless, <laughs> you know you've done a good job. I agree with you. Not, not easy to work that in. By the way, for those that were somewhat um, upset, expecting to hear who's eating tuna, Justin has given us his word that that is still to come on an upcoming probably college basketball game now is where that stands. So he's done a fantastic job so far. <laughs> I mean, I'm... I'm afraid he's going to lose his gig or something. So let's not be hard on the man. He's done an amazing thing. We found out that we may be able to somehow get Woody off the show for breaking dress code violations. We found out that uh, it's a big night tonight. If you're not going to be watching uh, Seth Meyers on uh, TV tonight, you may want to rethink it. Not only is Kate McKinnon going to be on, and she's always funny, but Benjamin Bratt is going to be making a guest appearance on Seth Meyers' show today. You remember Benjamin Bratt, right? And now, comedian Mark Curry from the show Hanging with Mr. Cooper tries to say the name Benjamin Bratt. Bet Benjamin. Benjamin Bratt? Benjamin Bat. Yeah, him. That dude. Benjamin Button? Yeah, Benjamin Bratt. Benjamin Bratt. Yeah, Benjamin Bat. Benjamin Bat, yeah. Benjamin Bratt. There you go. That was Mark Curry from Hanging with Mr. Cooper trying to say the name Benjamin Bratt. I don't know what's more exciting, that he can't say that or you're condescending. There you go. <laughs> well, it was a uh, touch and go there for a minute. I thought one of us was going to pass out. <laughs> right. And I wasn't sure which one. So I felt good at the end of that thing. Anything else you missed, you'll find it on the podcast after the show. Again, Woody and Wilcox channel of iHeartRadio. Find it on the iTunes as well. And uh, Intern Dave? You want to uh, put a cap on today's show for us by any chance? Uh, Another great show, guys. It's the Woody and Wilcox Show. Everyone in this room is now dumber. Not for a second have I even dwelled on the fact that the show's over. I don't... uh, It's the Woody and Wilcox Show. I don't uh, think about it. I I try not to think about it, and therefore I, you know, don't... Why don't you stop talking for a while? Because it's a very healthy way... To deal with something that is very ultimately not that important in the long run. It's not not uh, not important at all. The Woody and Wilcox Show.